Hey, everybody. I have a question. Oh my gosh. Every week, I just get oh, ready Caleb, to get started. Is Caleb even back yet? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, I'm here. Back. Gosh. All right, Every time. I'm good. <laughs> Every time. Hey, everybody. Welcome just go to ahead the and forecast. Start, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Forecast, episode 88. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every Thursday. We're a group of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things, from board games to video games to movies to film to things we encounter throughout our everyday lives. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash community, Or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a plethora of original content for you to browse through there. Um, additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. Uh, I am your host and resident, I don't know what genre this game is, expert, Aaron Juno. <laughs> uh, I am joined by a couple of additional people this week. The moderator for the definitive ranking of Disney Channel Original Movies Wiki, Alex McCoslin. Hello, and welcome to my DCOM podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> the proprietor of WeirdlyObscureDatingGames.com, Jake John Fetterkyle. Oh man, that's me. What's up, guys? <laughs> The host of his own podcast, All Things Blue Screen and Graphics Card Fires, Caleb Juno. Mm, yep, got plenty of that. Author of DPS for Dummies, How to Yell Your Way to Victory, Owen Patterline. Ouch. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and Mr. I Can't Do Anything, Chad McGoslin. Wait, well, hold the phone. <laughs> hold on. No, because, because I actually, regardless of what you're going to say, I was going to say that I revamped the Discord for the Horizon community. He so did. it's no longer just my twitch discord so it's actually like if anybody wants to join it and just hang out from the podcast from youtube whatever um i did that myself so i resent what you just said <laughs> i got a b-saw on my work laptop today of course you did so that was perfect that you bring that up it's nice. very important it's very important when did you come up with those taglines oh you know owen and i were talking yesterday and i thought you know what everybody needs to have a title mm. i agree so we're here. I don't nearly yell that much when I'm playing first-person shooters. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Good joke one, of the buddy. night uh, right there. Uh, hey, ouch. I wanted to start this uh, podcast off with, I was reading actually today, there is a wiki that is just a timeline of fictional, fictional future events from just sci-fi books and series and movies and films and stuff. And the year 2019 has some interesting ones. Number one, the events of the first season of the TV series Dark Angel was supposed to happen this year. Blade Runner was supposed to happen this year. And last but not least, the events of Akira were supposed to happen in 2019. Wow. Oh, wow. So nice. We missed lots that of mark. Stuff, lots of stuff hey, this hey, year. So that was 2019 ain't over. We still got yeah. time. We got time. <laughs> we got it, three months left. Stuff could happen. Stuff we got to buckle happen. down, guys. Who's blowing up into a gelatinous blob and covering the city? <laughs> not it. <laughs> I nominate Caleb. No. <laughs> Uh, let's get started with what we always do every week, which is what have you been playing lately? And Alex, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, so this new game called Remnant from the Ashes came out. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I just it released and I saw it on Steam and I was like, oh, that's cool. So me, Caleb and Frank picked it up. So we've been playing a bit of that. It's basically if you applied uh, Dark Souls stuff to a third person shooter. 
Um, so, you know, it's got, it's got bonfires. It's got the respawning enemies when you rest, um, like difficult combat and bosses that are crazy and, uh, like leveling up your gear and all that kind of stuff. Not necessarily leveling up your gear, getting, acquiring (laughs) gear and making it better and different in different ways. In what ways? It's leveling up gear is close enough. I guess it's not like traditional levels. It's like you craft a modification for your pistol to allow it to do some fire damage. Oh, I thought you were talking about actually upgrading your weapons, which you can do. Oh yeah, you totally can do that. I forgot about that. (laughs) Literally level up your weapons. Yeah. Um, Also. (laughs) The mods are pretty cool, though. You can... So each person has a long gun, which can be a sniper or a shotgun or various other things. A pistol and a melee weapon. And you can put mods on either of your guns. And all of the mods... Like, when you use that gun, it fills up the mod meter, and when it's full, you can activate the mod, and it's usually something that actually matters, unlike most gun mods, I feel like. So, like, one of them is, it gives you a bunch of thorny armor, and you take half melee damage, and you deal back, like, 200% melee damage. So, there are things that actually, like, matter in combat, which is cool. I got one that's just, like, a big heal circle. Heals mm-hmm. everybody. It's almost like skill activations, but just on your yeah. weapon. Yep. Yeah, but you have to like, build up the, the power by killing stuff with yep. the weapon. So are there like classes? Or I guess it's all weapon based? It's there's kind of classes. There's three like archetypes you can start the game as. Hmm. And each of them there's three stats that everybody gets, which are just like health, stamina, and I don't know, something else. And each archetype gets a specific one that the other archetypes don't get. Uh, like the melee guy gets extra melee damage. That checks and out. I forget what the other two get. Somebody gets less, like, uh, enemies target it less. Somebody's is based around, like, crit. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, but that's, like, the trait system, too, which is pretty cool, because you can just, like, you're, you're putting points into skills, but you can't just put points into, like, anything in the game right off. You have to find the trait for it. So there's there's just, like, um, there's, like, bosses or, like, people you'll find that'll drop things that will give you different traits and you can start leveling up like whatever ability or bonus that trait gives you mm-hmm. and then like the mods on the guns you craft them with like materials that the bosses drop so it's a little bit of monster hunter kind of yeah tiny bit um but like the thorns one uh came from a boss that was all about the thorn stuff so you know it's kind of thematic in that way the combat also feels really good in that game yeah, and you got the the dodge roll, so mm-hmm. the classic dodge roll. Yeah, it feels surprisingly Souls, good Dark Souls for being dodge roll. a Dark Souls third person shooter. For some reason, I was imagining all this as a first person shooter. Mm. Makes a little more sense now. <laughs> yeah, third person, and it's uh pretty difficult. Yeah, we we got destroyed like so the many f- times the first fir- boss, the first boss. Yeah, yeah, wrecked us over and over. This uh, review that this guy has up for this game has only two things that matter, and the first one is it's Dark Souls with guns, and the second one is it's a looter shooter, and that's all you need to know. It's not. It's not a looter shooter though. <laughs> that's it's, just it's really not. <laughs> like you do find was... other weapons, but they're all they all have their pros and cons. None of them are just directly better than every other weapon. And it's not like you're finding a new gun every thirty seconds, and you're like checking right. the stats and like, oh yeah, this is better. I'm gonna replace it. Right. Like, I'm still using the pistol I started with. So, I mean, 
Not a looter shooter. Um, I've also been playing a little bit of Control. It just came out just recently, so I'm not too far into it. But that game is freaking cool. Um, I think I'm only like an hour in, but so much weird stuff is happening already. It is so out there. And like you got telekinesis powers and stuff. It's a lot of fun. How does the RTX stuff look in it? Incredible. Yeah, it's it's all about reflections, I think, in that game. It's like what they weren't really hard into. And it is like, I don't know, you can you can flip it on and off pretty easily. So sometimes I'll just walk into a room and like go into the settings and turn it off real quick and then go back out and turn it on just again. Just to see what it looks like. <laughs> just to see if it's like actually doing anything. And every time I'm like, oh yeah, yep, yeah, that looks significantly better. Wow. It's not, it's not just like placebo. You can see, you can totally see details that weren't there before, like... Artificial lighting has inconsistencies with like the way shadows work or like corners of rooms that you can't really see if like it's not lights not being cast right or uh, the reflections are just what's really cool. I walked into a room one one time and scared myself because I saw myself in a piece of glass. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty great. It's adding an all new layer to scary games for Alex. Yeah, there's some scary parts in there too. Uh huh. I don't Alex. know, man. Are they oh, actually guys. scary or are they Alex scary? <laughs> <laughs> On the Alex probably meter. Alex scary. Like you, you just like show up in a room and it's like all red and creepy. It's and red. There's a loud noise, <laughs> and there's like some weird bodies floating in the air. Wow. Very oh, like man. paranormal. Yeah, very paranormal. Um. Mm. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I have to play more of it. But so far, really, really cool. Uh, I have just been playing a couple things recently. I think kind of what I've been playing last week. Um, a lot of Overwatch. I don't know why I've been getting way back into Overwatch, but competitive is just. Is it broke you? Yeah, you know, I want to talk about that. It's some maybe maybe we could just talk about it right now. Let's just yeah. do it now. Um, Roll Q's been out for about like, I think like forty days now. It came out early July, and this I think they're calling this their like beta season for Roll Q. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about the way that they have it set up and how like queue times, um, just in general playing with people in roll queue, any opinions? I, I think that the main issue and they stated that this would be an issue going into roll queue was the fact that you have longer wait times on trying to queue up as DPS. Mm-hmm. And I think that because of that, and then also them incentivizing going towards tanks or supports, first of all, you already have an incentive of just being queued in two minutes rather than ten. And then you also get uh, more bonuses of like more coins or more boxes by also doing that, like doing some loot crates. But the problem is I don't feel like that's actually solved any of the issues because it's still ten minutes to queue as a dps and so i don't think that that's really helped any if anything i feel like it's also kind of made it worse a bit at least from my experience of i've queued in for a match of dps i've waited around for 10 minutes i'm now in a match and i then am queued up with people that are supposedly in my same elo but they very obviously cannot play tank or support or are playing tank or support as a dps role and it's just like, n- n- no, you can't, you can't do that. Like you'd have a, a Rhine that's not holding the shield and staying with the team. Instead, they're always charging in and just swinging and never using their shield at all. 
or other things of that nature and you're just like well cool i'm glad that i just wasted 10 mm-hmm. minutes of waiting and now five minutes of game time and now i gotta fucking do it again just so i can have like a real match of overwatch i don't know that I mean, that's changed since before i was gonna roll say Q. that sounds like overwatch issues yeah, yeah. not roll queue issues there's often a reinhardt who never holds up his shield and just swings his hammer i mean the bad part now is you can't just go do it for them like you're, yeah. you're stuck in your role i suppose but theoretically if they can't play the role of that elo they should fall out of it yeah because it's true. separate right i thought so does... that some people are still rising and falling out of whatever elos that they were at i mean for oh, sure yeah. it's been up for like what i think aaron said four weeks yeah like it'll be a process but theoretically that should at least lessen over time i agree i was just reading an article that said they were going to take a lot of the information that they got from the beta and really kind of s- swap up the way that they were doing it with the next season in what way what they were just talking about uh things like queue times and um just some of the complaints people had about like not being able to swap roles at uh, mid-match sort of stuff. Uh, like if you were swapping sides, you wanted to swap uh, the role you were playing, just stuff like that. Yeah, it makes sense. I know there's uh, many people that have, uh, like, you know, they can play DPS very well on attack on a certain map, but they can't defend that map as a DPS player. Yeah, but that, that just I, means they're not the right elo for attack. Yeah, <laughs> or, or damage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like, also have no idea how that would work. Mid-game. Yeah. Maybe you should have six things you queue up for. Oh my gosh. <laughs> DPS oh, attack, DPS defend. That's that's terrible. No, that's brilliant. <laughs> no, maybe you should have one for each category for each side of each map. Yes. Yeah. And then it's all good. That's how you should do it. Or even each phase of a map. <laughs> yeah. Like if yes. you really like point one yes. attack. I think up, that's an excellent like split idea. up tank and off tank and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Projectile and mm, there we go. Hit scan, yeah. Yep. Hit scan, yeah. This is perfect, guys. I think we figured it out. Blizzard, Port call us. We know you listen, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you got our number. Jeff. I have like twenty categories you have to assign before you queue. <laughs> yeah, I, my major issues with it is it just like I in practice so far. I think I like it, like just from what I played, but just from like a like a standpoint strategically it dumbs the game down because you can't there's like tons of strategies you can't do anymore like they just remove them from the game essentially like you can't switch things up mid-match to like respond to what the enemy's doing like you can't i mean you kind you of can, definitely though, can just within your role yeah so my what i would say though is like you eliminate a lot of like the super out of control comps like goats yeah, yeah. You can't just say, okay, we're going to run goats, and they can't do anything other than run goats against it. Right. Like, you get rid of comps, because before I feel like a lot of times it was like, here's the comp that is the best comp. If you run it, you're probably going to win. If the enemy runs it, you got to run it too. Or you're going to lose. And I feel like this opens the doors a little bit more to different comps. Just think, because you can't run stuff like goats. I, I think you're right. I, I definitely think that there's definitely, like, when I hear the talk of meta now, it's not the meta of like, oh, well, we need to have this exact comp. It's also just kind of like, well, I mean, if they're going to play uh, Symmetra because Symmetra is currently overpowered, let's do this to counter the Symmetra. And you're like, all right, neat. This is something that Overwatch should have always had. Well, and I think by default, it just does team balancing just because of what they've done, uh, you know, in terms of 
Like we're forcing people to play positions. So automatically we're forcing the opposing team to play positions, which means that you're going to have be, be more balanced in terms of who you're playing against. Right. Maybe not yeah. necessarily like, I mean, sure, you're going to get outplayed by people, but we're talking just specifically the composition of a team and how well it can play or how, how poor it is for any one point or attack or defend. That's more of a much more balanced, like, you know, what one team's going to be versus the opposing team that they're facing. I think for me personally, the biggest nice thing about it is every time you get into a game, you actually get to play a game of Overwatch. <laughs> like, there's no more like getting in and being like, well, all of us are like, you know, high level mercy mains. This is going to yeah. be rough. We can't all play mercy, guys. <laughs> or like, you know, you get in and nobody wants to play sport. Happens every time. Nobody wants to yeah. play sport. So you try to solo heal and that doesn't work. And so you just get stumped. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, you got two of each. You're at least guaranteed that much. You're at least going to have a chance. You get to play Overwatch. Well, and I think now, like, you know, after playing it for a while, even though it has brought up some other, like, concerns in terms of the people that you play with, it has definitely squashed some of the problems from the past like that. Oh, yeah. But anytime you're trying to be innovative in terms of what you're doing with multiplayer, I mean, you're going to have something that you're going to run into that's not going to function well even if you solve some problems from the game in its past. My other issue is like, I had a hard enough time trying to raise one SR and now I have three to try to raise. <laughs> you know how long it's going to take? Just so raise then, the one you care about. Yeah, so that that's exactly what I'm getting at is that it's going to make the game way more stale because you're going to have one SR you care about and you're going to play that one all the time, which means you have a third or less of the amount of characters that you can ever play in the game. How often do you play support or offlane in Dota? Dota's got 135 characters. <laughs> I know it has a lot of characters, but you still are limiting by the same percentage, essentially. I actually, I think the opposite is true, at least for me. So, like, I was always plat, right, for, like, support, because I played a lot of support. But my DPS was almost certainly not at plat. So if I ever wanted to play DPS, I was either throwing or I would play support anyways. Right. So, like, to me, this means I can queue up as DPS and go, like, okay, they can't yell at me to switch off of DPS because I'm the DPS. <laughs> I get to play it, and I'm not going to go against people who are way, way, way better than me. They're at least theoretically on your same ish level. level. Exactly. Ish. That's true. I, think, I mean, it's usually I not also, true. But... I think also it's just like if you're going to play competitive, you're going to want to be competitive and you're going to want to play roles you're good at. And if you want to branch out, go to quick play. Go to go to public matches and like you can play other things that way. I just want to get back to like what have you been playing lately. The only other thing I've been playing, I've been doing a lot of traveling, so of course I'm back to playing Hollow Knight. I'm trying to finish Woo! that. What a good game! Yeah. I was just watching some footage from Silk Song. Mm. Uh, it looks so good. Psh, looks so cool. Hornet looks so agile it, and fun to just. I did not realize you played Hornet. I just thought it was a continuation of this game. Again, of course, I have not finished this, so I don't know if that changes anything, but I just assumed you played the same character, but the fact that you play Hornet is very exciting. It was originally scheduled as an expansion to this one, right? Yeah. And they broke it out into its it own was a, Yeah, I think it was a Kickstarter stretch goal. Wow. An expansion but... where you could play as her, and they're like, you know what, we're just going to make it its own game. <laughs> Might as well. The art style looks so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, Caleb, what have you been playing lately? Uh, like Alex said, I've been playing some Remnant. Uh, I've also been playing some Hedon. It's a retro first-person shooter. Uh, my co-worker raved about it for a while. I don't particularly trust his <laughs> judgment on games, but he raved for a while, so I Savage. picked it up. 
it's it is pretty it's pretty okay a decent retro shooter it's got some it's got a like a story an actual story happening which is neat for retro shooters uh but it's uh, it's nothing really special and i played some this game called mist messages it's a free-to-play game on steam that's uh it takes about 12 minutes to do a full playthrough uh, i think it's got four endings but it's basically about this very depressed and suicidal girl and your her roommate and it's it's pretty interesting yeah it's dark it's it's pretty yeah like a laugh a minute romp yeah definitely (laughs) um but it's it's pretty good i got two of the endings so far i'll probably go to the other ones later though (laughs) it's not like a spin-off game (laughs) it's gosh uh and I've also I was traveling recently, so I played all of Cadence of Hyrule. There we go. I could not remember the name. I heard that um, game's really short. It is pretty short. I mean, I've I think I've played five or six hours of it, and I've beat it. So I don't know if it's super short. It's just kind of short. I mean, I'd say that's pretty good because it's like twenty bucks. Is that right? Yeah, it's not an expensive game. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, and it, it's pretty good. It's got a lot of uh, neat mechanics that they add on to. Uh, the Crypt of the Nectar Dancer games, um, like persistent items. So it's it's pretty cool. The real question is, how do you hook up the DDR pad to your Switch? <laughs> <laughs> like, does Nintendo have a peripheral? Is it a Labo thing? It's, <laughs> it's I bet it's a Labo thing. Hundred percent. It probably has a Labo. Thing. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, Chad, what have you been playing? So I've been dabbling a bit in PUBG again. I don't know if I said that last week, but I also was playing it last week. Um, I kind of got fed up with Fortnite, and so to fill the void of Fortnite, I've been trying other games because that's the thing that you should do, guys, is you should play other <laughs> games other than Fortnite. Uh, but yeah, so PUBG's been fun. Um, I think that they've kind of polished the game out a little bit more, and it, it feels a bit better. Um, Aaron Gel actually... It's pretty revamped and it's it's pretty insane looking at it. Uh kind of just seeing the different like buildings and stuff from what we used to play. And uh I've been playing a bit of Gears Pop. It's a mobile game. I don't know how much more I'm going to play uh, of it because <laughs> it's super pay to win. Um it's it's like Minion Master where you're like throwing minions out of field at the other uh enemy and they're doing the same. And they kind of just like fight in the middle, kind of RNG style, and then uh, push to the quote-unquote ancient, um, which is just your character. And so what's really unique about it, though, is that there, even though there's like three lanes, all lanes kind of connect, and like snipers can shoot across each lane, and uh, like if you use Marcus, he can like Lancer across each lane. Um, and so it's kind of like rock, rock, paper, scissors when you're throwing out units. Uh, then there's a horde mode. Alex actually played that with me, and so it's like a co-op-y kind of thing. Um, it's pretty pretty interesting, uh, but like I said, it's pretty pay-to-win. You you get units, you level them up, and you you pretty much like pay to get better units and level up your character. Mm-hmm. Um, played a bit of Electronic Superjoy too, Caleb. I saw you played a little bit of that. I did. How did play you a like bit. it? Um, it was fine. There's way too many fart and orgasm noises in that game. <laughs> Come again? Did you play the first one? 
Um, I did. I don't remember there being those in the first. There one. was a, there wasn't fart noises, but there was definitely orgasm noises. Mm. There's there's many of them in this game, and I don't you, remember you, them that strongly from the first game. You can turn those off though. If you turn off the um, why the safe for work or whatever. I don't, it's they're they're so it's, often. It's just anytime you die when you respawn, it's like ah uh, oh yeah. Trust me. And then <laughs> after three minutes, it gets very annoying. Yeah, because you you're you're falling a lot. Yeah, you're falling a lot. So, um, I how far did you get into it? Did you get a couple levels in or? I think I did like six or seven levels. Okay. There was one level, and I, th I think it's actually the first one that you get into. You can go left on the map. Did you figure that out? Yeah, I went, I went, on some level, I went a wrong way, kind of, and I skipped, like, all of the tutorial levels by going that direction. Yep, <laughs> I, I did that, and I thought I beat the game because I was fighting <laughs> yeah. uh, Satan, basically, like, the next level I played. And I was like, yep. oh, okay. Yeah, I did the I same think, thing. I think it's a really good game though. It's a it's basically Mario on LSD, um, and like you're you're doing platforming, and the screen will like rotate at some points to where you're like platforming uh, left to right, and then now you're platforming left to right, but it's sideways, and so you're 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 doing it from up to down. Um, so I I have a lot of fun with it because the music is really great, and. Uh, it's just it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the first one, and so this is a good addition. It's also free, which is really yep. confusing for me because it mm -hmm. wasn't free in the first one. They just made so. so much money, and they felt so happy about all the people <laughs> that bought their game. They're like, let's just make another one. It'll be fine. Yeah, and I've been playing a bit of World of Warcraft. Classic? Yeah, so I, I ended up buying the classic... Uh, because of the beta test, right? So I bought a right. subscription, and then I think I said this last podcast, but you did. Then I started playing retail, mm -hmm. and, and you said then, that you liked retail. And then I said I liked retail, and I wasn't going to play classic at all. And now <laughs> and, uh, you're back on classic. And now I'm back on classic. So why are because, you back on classic? Because I'm writing the hype, and I'm checking it out, and actually. <laughs> It's just it, one of the things I think I left out in my argument for why I wasn't going to play classic was it's it's fresh now. It's 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 like you're starting World of Warcraft where it began and I think it's a good thing to experience rather than playing retail uh where it, I got to like some of the higher level missions on retail and I was like what is going on? Like I'm getting handed thousands of gold at a time and I'm now controlling units and it was it was weird. So, I'm checking out classic Classic's pretty fun. Out of out of curiosity, uh, do you feel like this hype of classic and the player base is going to um, still be there? Like, do, do you think that jumping back to classic, let's say a year from now, would still be worth it, or if it's really just kind of the hype train and the fact that it's new to everybody right now is the reason why it's interesting right now? Well, actually. Honestly, in the words of Asmongold, because um, I've been watching his stream a bit, uh, I think it really depends. I believe there will be two kind of split communities. One that goes back to if they ever release 8.3, and then people who come back to Classic when they add the next expansions. I think they're both going to be live and, and like living. But I don't know. Like it, it, there's a lot more grinding and a lot more kind of catering to the hardcore players when it comes to classic in comparison to yeah. 
casuals when it's on retail. Classic it's is cla- a very different game. Is yeah, classic, classic the one that is... I've been. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, is classic the one that I've been seeing images of where people are queued up to go like, yes, do some sort of quest. Yeah, like they're literally lined up in in the game, like in a line. Like in the so game, weird. because they need to kill a boss to get his head, and like it, it, no, if you all kill it at the same time, like you don't get the head because you weren't the one that hit it first, and so it's. It, it, but like in retail, if you all killed that boss, like all in a group, without being partied, like you all get the head, like it's no problem. So um, weird. So basically, like the drop rates are: you need five bat wings, you kill twenty bats. Like it's 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 pretty grindy and insane, but also just seeing how alive and thriving this world is 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 pretty great. I just definitely like think the li- getting in lines and also just like y- there's so many times you've tried to run after a- an enemy, but somebody else tags it first, and so you have to yeah. wait for the next one. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that I, I definitely feel like seeing the community backing this so much uh is making me feel very strongly about going back to classic just from hearing you know like the people standing in lines or hearing that like old guildmates are finding each other again and raiding again from like when they used to and it's stuff like that that like really makes me relive and remember those moments of me playing classic and then i'm just like oh man maybe maybe i should jump back you know what is absolutely wild to me I've heard so many stories about the lines, and every time people recount it, it's as a positive, which is just kind of wild to me. That is kind of crazy. Yeah, there's a reason a why it's it's been changed to not have stuff to that requires like that anymore. anymore. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely I, not a positive to have to stand in line to kill something, but watching a community of people who could have just been like, nah, F the line, like, go kill the boss themselves, get in line and actually wait... Is is kind of fascinating. Yeah, it it reminds me of the entire reason why I started playing in the first place was I heard on NPR the story of I think it was like the Blood Curse, and it, if you guys don't know about this, it was just like a weird. It was a weird thing that happened in in World of Warcraft when they added a uh, they added a new raid, and basically this curse. Uh, would infect your character for an extended amount of time and then anybody that you were near would also get affected by that and it would decrease your health by a certain amount but if you were high level you were fine like it would only decrease it by like five ten percent maybe and you could just live through it but the problem is is that they fight the boss they beat the boss they'd have the curse still on them they'd then go to these hub areas in the game like the big cities and then accidentally infect younger you know like like uh smaller players lower level characters and since they didn't have the same large health pool they would die instantly or much quicker and so the game was literally having people like do running triage trying to heal as many people as possible to stop the infection from spreading throughout the city they had other people that were like moving away from the cities to stay away from getting infected and they're like basically setting up second hubs of being like okay everybody yeah after the raid go here instead because we know that's a safe place and not infected like it was just an entire thing of watching a community in real time actually like react to what it would be like if a large outbreak happened in the world right now and i heard about that and i saw that happen and i was just like i'm in that sounds amazing so funnily enough, I actually had that in the notes below. Um, it was below 
the the whole like Twitch thing um, that we we're going to talk about. The the thing that I read about it was that it wasn't just like people not knowing that they had the curse on them. It was actually hunters who would have their pets get the curse on them. And there was a glitch where if you dismissed your pet immediately, you'd keep the curse on you. And so they were intentionally bringing it to the towns. Yeah, there and were, releasing there was people the curse. doing that too, yeah. Um, and so it was just funny because you go to Ogremar and there's just bodies everywhere because all of the low level characters and like NPCs are just wiped out because it's like 230 to 320 damage a, a second. I'm level 12 right now and I have 300 health. Yeah, you, like, you die instantly. You would die so quick. And so it's just interesting that like something like that would happen. And then they, like, of course, Blizzard patched it. But uh, somebody like in the subreddit was like, man, this should happen again. And then somebody else was like, well, it, it shouldn't because there's not really that glory there of like reliving it because you're just going to have to like recreate something that was magical. Uh, but he's but the guy was like, but other things can happen because, you know, it's just there's so many different variables that happen in this game. I think WoW Classic is going to go through the same cycle that current WoW does because I think MMOs themselves as a genre are in a place in the world now. And that place is people that are into them go play them for a couple months and then like fall off and wait for new content. So we're going to see a bunch of subscribers fall off and then eventually they'll put more content out for it and then people will go back to it. Yeah, we'll probably it really be like, fast. hey, do you want to play Burning Crusades again in all of its glory? Yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's like it was 15 years ago where people lived in MMOs for, you know, 12 hours a day every day. It's just like, a, it's a thing that they race through and they get it done and then they move on to a different MMO. Like people that are in MMOs play like a bunch of different MMOs. Uh, Jake, what have you been playing? Oh, uh, so I finally gave up on Dark Souls 2, at least for now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just kind of reached a point where every time I went to like start it up, I was just like, ugh, I really don't want to play this. And then I started thinking about what I'd play in Dark Souls 3, so I started looking at Dark Souls 3 stuff, and I got really excited. So now I'm playing Dark Souls 3. <laughs> uh, I'm already enjoying it more, I think. The bosses are just like more interesting. Even just the enemy encounters, I think, are more interesting. Obviously, the graphics look better, and the uh, controls are tighter but that's just kind of like it's a newer game so that all makes sense but yeah I haven't put a ton of time into it yet but that is fun so far uh, and I also finally picked up Fire Emblem Three Houses yep yeah. I don't know why I wanted to say five houses like really bad but <laughs> that's the wrong number of houses you've already chosen the house I know there are three <laughs> you know how many there are it comes up a lot uh, so I'm only I've only done like one mission I played for like an hour which means like 10 minutes of gameplay and about 40 minutes of cutscene, which that's pretty rough. Uh, so and I don't have a ton to say about the game itself, but I am as a Fire Emblem fan. I have opinions already about things that they've done. You can't customize your character. And I don't like that. I liked having an anime girl with pink hair who kicked ass with an axe. That was like my jam. And I can't do that anymore. You can play an anime girl with blue hair. Yep. Well, that's it. That's the only option I get, though, and blue is not pink. It's true. Second of all, your character doesn't have a voice, and that it actually bothers me a lot when, like, you're in a narrative-heavy game, and someone's like, 
you know, exposing their deepest, most intimate secrets in your character just kind of like tilts their head. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, why are you in this scene? Give me anyone else. Give me any other character. I don't know. That always just like takes me out. I think I just hate silent protagonists generally. Like not 100% yeah, not of the time. But yeah, most of the time I feel like they just kind of take me out. But yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing. Nothing which, really super exciting. Which house did you pick? Uh, I don't know if I've officially picked it yet, but I'm going to do, oh man, Black Eagle. Eagle? Really? Black yep, Eagle? Black Eagle. Yep. <laughs> that's a dumb name, but yeah, I think that's the one I'm going for. <laughs> it's a good choice. Ravenclaw. Also, I have a feeling you'll very much like, like this game based on your love of Persona. I also yeah, agree I, with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm already a Fire Emblem fan. I have no <laughs> doubt that I'm going to love this one. Um, oh, I had one other thing actually about it. Now that we went back to it, they got rid of. This is going to sound weird to anyone who hasn't played Fire Emblem before. They got rid of the weapon triangle, mm. which was like a rock, paper, scissor mechanic between lances, axes, and swords. So, like, if you were using the right type against the right type of weapon, you'd get extra to hit and damage. But I think my understanding is that it's now in these weapon arts. Yeah. It's so in that's... both the combat arts or combat abilities, or whatever they're called. And some weapons are better against specific types of enemies. Like yeah. bows, all bows are better against flying enemies. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. If you Pegasus but... Knights, oh my god, if there's an archer on the field, <laughs> yeah. put your Pegasus Knight on the far side of the map <laughs> yeah. and just wait until the archers are dead. Trust yeah. me. And like you can use your uh, magicians to take out all of the, like the armored sure. uh, classes. Because okay. yeah, I, there's, I there's love like, that so much. I was going to say, I like that stuff. I just, I'm surprised because the weapon triangle was such an. I always thought it was kind of like an elegant little extra bit of strategy mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, like they have a lot of axe guys. So I'll bring in my sword crew and we'll like we'll just have an innate advantage. I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess it's still in the weapon art, so it's like still in there. Yeah. I don't know. That was just weird to take it out, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm doing that a lot of like I'm looking at the map beforehand and looking around and being like, okay, they have a bunch of flyers. Let me get all of my archers into this mm -hmm. one. I and, take and the ten things. characters that I like. Every every <laughs> <laughs> God bless. And we obliterate everyone. Yeah, I I think I am holding myself back a bit by trying to like level up everybody in my house mm -hmm. so if there's somebody that's like very overpowered i'll try to keep them out of the mission and then bring somebody else in that's a little bit weaker so that way i can like kind of spread out my experience through everybody evenly oh, and you gotta keep powering them up like i i still have my my own character somehow is just op as fuck yeah your your main character levels very fast yeah so like, so does the lead of whatever group you're in so i'm sitting there at like level 28 while the rest of my house is level 22 and i'm just trying to like be like okay wait let i'm not i'm not gonna fight this i'm just gonna sit over here everybody else go kill this one guy and get the experience i'm just gonna try to like hold myself back owen what have you been playing uh i've recently downloaded and been playing a bit of sea of thieves um it's still Sea of Thieves. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. It's it's fine. I know that they've said that they added a bunch of stuff. I haven't gotten to nearly any of it. Uh, just because I can't get into a boat that has enough people long enough to do any of like the quote-unquote quest line things. I pretty much just jump in. I'd be lucky if I got through a mission or anything with them. Uh, and then... That's the end of it. Either the server crashes or a bunch of them leave or anything like that. So I just need to get a crew together. Um, 
but it's fun. Take a, I, take a solo boat, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I took a solo boat and then got run over by a galleon, and so that wasn't fun. What, um, what inspires you to go back to it? Um, I You're talking wanted... to the man that played Fallout seventy six. Yeah, that <laughs> at launch. Yeah, <laughs> like that I, one I got. So I went back oh, to it because I heard about the fact that they added all of this stuff into the game. Like they're like, oh hey, here's an actual like, quest line that you can do with your friends, and you know, it, you actually you have puzzles that you have to solve to like continue onward, and it's not just go to the island, hit the skeletons if there's skeletons, pick up the crates if there's crates, come back, turn in rewards. Like they said that there was more stuff than that. So I was like, okay, cool. So I redownloaded it and I started playing it a bit and. I I know that that stuff's there. I just haven't gotten a crew together long enough to be able to do any of that. I'm sure eventually I will. But I, so you had already you had already bought it though. Um yeah, I grabbed it on a sale for I think it was like twenty twenty five bucks something like that. Which but I like was a like, while ago. You didn't like just buy it, is what I'm asking. Yeah, no, I did not oh, just okay. buy it. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I pre-ordered the game. Yeah, you pre-ordered the game. <laughs> I played it at launch with you, and that was fun. I still think the best experience I had in that game was when we were playing. I don't remember if it was in beta or something, but we were beta, on that yeah. boat and we got outside of the range of the map and the water turned red. Yeah. And I thought we were about to get eaten by a kraken. And I was like, this game is legit. I can tell you from experience, the kraken is definitely underwhelming in comparison to oh, the yeah. Red Sea. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I bumped into the kraken. That was a thing that I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. That was a fun thing. I think. So far, my takeaway of what I've done in the past week was I joined into a boat and instantly I had I had not even like fully been able to move my character yet. Instantly, I was thrown into the brig for about 20 minutes. And you stayed I was, for 20 minutes in the brig. Oh, I would have left no, the game. No, I was I was upset, but they 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 I literally just like pulled up Reddit and just sat there and was reading Reddit until they finally let me out of the brig. And then I went up. And I was like working with them, and while we were sailing places, I took all of their treasure chests and everything, and just threw it off the back of the boat. <laughs> I just... Actually, I'm I'm now proud of you. That was a long time. I, I I and so like I was helping them, like going and getting stuff. Like we were doing quests, and we were like, okay, cool. We killed the guy. We got the skull. We got the skull back on the thing. We're sailing over to the play. Uh, you know, sailing over to the next part of the quest, and I just take the skull it off the back of the boat and i just kept doing this until they were like all right we should turn in all of our quests and then they looked in the brig and saw that none of their stuff was there and i said fuck you guys and i left <laughs> i just realized they've 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 missed the boat on this one uh uh what they should have done is just made this game just like it is basically where people are just kind of playing and there's not a lot of like player base there's not a lot of activities not a lot of content because the real objective is to find the place that is in the Red Sea. That there is an island or something out there that somebody has to sail to and find, and that is the actual objective of the game. There's also, I don't know if, Chad, you've done this, but they also added like a PvP arena kind of thing into it. Yeah, my experience of that uh, was I joined thinking I could do a solo PvP, and I joined a group of three, because it's all galleons, there's no sloops, and I was slaying out on an enemy ship and my team could not sink them yeah that seems about my experience was like i 
my team went in we had a naval engagement because a team was like trying to like take us down they they came at us and we were winning the fight we are actively like watching their ship sink and i'm like all right cool let's just like finish them off and take them out of the game and my team was like nah and then we just sailed away and then later that team came back killed us took all of our treasure chests cashed them all in and won the game and i was just like you know we should have just beat them while we had the chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure if my team would have sunk them, we would have won the match. But because we didn't, we got last place. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this game with a bunch of you guys at some point and later. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, especially if we put it into like the 24-hour stream. It better go really on sale. I mean, like really, like fate, like free, free. Yeah. You can uh, get a game pass for two bucks oh, or a buck. Right, you can. That's yeah. Right. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some other things in game world. Um, one thing, big thing this weekend that just wrapped up on the 25th was the International 2019, which was the ninth annual uh, primary tournament, major tournament for Dota 2. Um. In case you have not watched it yet, you're one of those people that have just are waiting and just browsing Dota VODs for all of the game, videos of the games. Uh, spoiler, we're going to talk a little bit about the winners and stuff, so uh, tune Speaking out for a of minute. spoilers. Yeah. Alex, how, was, how was your time with this? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I had VODs queued up for the, the quarterfinals and the semifinals and the grand finals, which had all finished. And I was going to watch them all over the next like two days. And I turned off notifications on my Dota app. I didn't go on Reddit at all because I didn't want to get spoiled at all. And then freaking I turned off notifications on Twitch. And then Twitch decides to send me an email with just like the name of the team that won. Just right. Just right there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's really funny. They're just really like good at stuff. It was in the first line of the body of the email, so it showed up in the preview. So just mm -hmm. like in the push notification that popped up on my phone, it was just like, congratulations. They, they tried to be sly, too, because the, the subject was congratulations to the winners of TI dot dot dot. And then the first sentence was the winning team in the email. Who does not have a preview of what the email is going to be? Does anybody it's just like, browse emails by subject line? No. Like every email client has that by default, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Unless you specifically turn it off, which is weird. Uh, a couple so, of interesting facts about, about this year. Uh, the International was held in Shanghai, um, which is the first time that they have held this tournament overseas. Uh, almost, I think, actually seven out of the other eight times it's been at Key Arena in Seattle. And they did a one time up in uh, Vancouver, uh, up in Canada, um, British Columbia, because the I think the Key Arena was probably under uh, renovations or something. Um, so Chinese Dota has always been like huge and they have a lot of excellent teams. The interesting part about this year's finals was that it was, there were no Chinese teams in the finals. Uh, they got beat out in the lower bracket finals. So it was basically just two European teams playing. And when you're watching the videos of the finals, the stadium is like, I would say 40% full, which is weird. Like every time that we've seen it in Seattle and just when I've been there, like the stadium is absolutely packed for the finals. 
but there it was just like empty and it was weird to see that um maybe maybe that's why they're shuffling it to europe for next year's finals yeah, i mean it's the f- also the first time i've heard a crowd boo a team yeah that was also weird that's yeah, so the Chinese crowd, the crowd would like boo the non non Chinese team if they were doing well. Wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, rough. rough. It was a rough yeah. year for Dota. Well, it was a rough year for probably just like watching it, uh, playing it this year. The winning team won fifteen point five million dollars, so you know they're doing okay. Uh, the total prize pool was thirty four million, which is like a forty percent increase of, from last year, which is insane. Also above Fortnite. Yeah, um, and like if you just showed up, like let's say you were just in qualifiers, you didn't win anything. You got to group stage, you lost every every game that you played. You just walk away with eighty five grand just because you're there. I mean, it was a high paying tournament this year, which is really cool. And then if you go um, actually look at all of the esports winnings, Alex and I were talking about this the other day. If you look at the esports winnings, I would say probably eighty percent of the top winners are just it's just Dota. There's a few things in there from CSGO, a couple from Fortnite, but uh, maybe one or two from League. It's my understanding as well that the prize pool for Dota comes from the community, right? Like like Valve may put a, a couple million, but then the community basically does the rest. Valve puts yeah. in 1.6. 1. 1. 1.6 million dollars. That's it. Okay. That's, all I can, that's all I can spare. And then I didn't know only, they put any in. Yeah, and then only 25% of what people spend on their compendium actually goes to the prize pool. Which means That's this year, ridiculous. Valve collected over a hundred million dollars from this tournament. Just yeah. The nuts. thing I was trying to point out is that uh, Epic put thirty million towards the World Cup, and Dota still surpassed that. Like even with not even paying anything towards yeah. it, with one point six, but like yeah, Dota does kind of cheat. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. But, you know, um, people want those skins. People want the excitement of Imagine the if 25% of, like, skin sales in Fortnite went to the prize pool. Holy crap. <laughs> wild. That, kind of wild. It hit, like, 100 million or something. I don't know why they don't um, do that. Because they'd be wasting a lot of money, I guess. Yeah, yeah sure they want the be. money. That's right. Gotta collect that Valve money. don't need the money. They're like, whatever. Trying to use that money to buy studios out to make sure their games only appear on their store. <laughs> and be just giving it away. Um, yeah, so anyway, if you if you get a chance to go watch, the, the finals were actually good this year. Um, there have been some mediocre finals in the past, but this year's was pretty good. Um, I don't know if it was just because of the team comps or the, the people who were playing against each other, but it was very active. In comparison to some slow paced, uh, slow paced finals from the past couple of years, so definitely worth watching. Uh, additionally, there's some other things that have been uh, pretty stream happy lately with a lot of viewers. Uh, yeah, one mentioned of which... that it was the first team to win it twice, which I think is very important. Oh yeah, thank you. First team to win it twice. Period. Also, first team to win it twice in a row. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's true. That's true. Back okay, to back fine. champions. Yeah, and the one guy, Topson. Okay. The, Maybe. He's insane. His technical okay. skill is crazy. My favorite part, let me back up for a second before we talk about other things that are streaming. My favorite part about Topson is every time he would be on the screen doing something with his character, the broadcasters would be like, I have no idea why he bought that item. That makes no sense. That's definitely not going to work out for him. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, they would be like, oh my gosh, he's just winning the whole game. Look at this. This is incredible. <laughs> just redefining the meta just like as he's playing in the international on the final stage. It was crazy. 
That guy's nuts. And he was unheard of, like, until just before the last, last season, like, last uh, tournament. Yeah, a couple months before, they were like, hey, do you want to go play in a Dota tournament with us? No he'd, big deal, he'd really. never been in, in a tournament before, and then just won the biggest one, and then... The only other tournament he's won is the the other biggest one, which was the one this year. <laughs> just steps Incredible. up to the plate. He just he controlled the game. It was crazy. Uh, so speaking of other Twitch stream related things, um, WoW Classic has had some viewership as well. Is it yeah, so WoW Classic retail? released? No, Classic. It released uh, Monday at 6 p.m. I think the service fully went live, but people could start logging in at 5 p.m creating their characters etc um i thought it was amazing that they had 1.1 million v- concurrent viewers that's like where i marked the peak at uh because i was watching and i saw it go up to 1.1 million and then it started dropping back down um just to put that in perspective dota 2 ti this year had 1.97 million i kind of ran the few numbers it's probably like 1.6 something something and then the fortnite world cup had 2.3 million this isn't even a tournament. It's just a re-release of an MMO. And it has 1.1 million concurrent yeah, that's, viewers. That is insane. It blew my mind, okay? <laughs> I, text, I texted my boss and I was like, listen, this is what's happening. Because like, I, I like telling him stuff like that because he's like, why don't people just play? Like, Why do people watch? But I had to inform him of the ludicrousy. Do, do you know the numbers of how many people are currently playing Classic? I don't, but I I know that every time we get into a queue, it's more than what the timer says. Yeah, uh, I I know they've been having issues with that, but I'm just wondering because like, even hypothetically speaking, right? Like, even if like let's say everybody that was watching on Twitch is also playing or just has a, that many people are also playing the game right now. I mean, that's 15 million dollars in subscription fees for literally just one month that blizzard has just gotten and i i I bet that they probably have way more than that i mean you got like i originally just on a whim chose failina as my first server and that's coincidentally where all the big streamers went oh (laughs) nice I did not get into that server that night, and we switched to a different one. But that server, from what I understand, uh, when I think like Dr. Lupo or somebody tried to get into it, had 17,000 people in front of him. Um, and then Asmongold accidentally got kicked from the game at, at one point. He had around 17,000 in front of him. Uh, it, it, the queues have been ridiculous. Like he, Asmongold just literally went to sleep on stream, at, waiting for his queue. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 marked himself off of uh, playing World of Warcraft. He he wasn't quote unquote playing anything, uh, and then he he just slept. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm sure he didn't lose any viewers either. No, no, he did not. It's ridiculous. There's supposedly so- an account right now. Um, in China, that is level fifty-four. It's the third day this game has been oh released. Oh my gosh! Uh, That's power rolling. The account supposedly is shared, so it's just around the clock being grinded on. Um, I know Asmongold. I think as of right now is around level thirty. Which once again, third day, and it's funny because he was preaching especially on... for classic. It takes so right. long to level in classic. Right. That is that is intense. I go into his streams and he's talking about how he's only had four hours of sleep in the past like 
three days and he's been like grinding nonstop. Uh, and, and yeah, he's level 30. Man, that just does not sound fun. I'm not going to lie. That doesn't sound fun. And I like I, grindy games. Like, I, I'll, I'll tell you something. From my experience of when I was playing WoW back in the day, the, the grind of it was tedious, but I did enjoy all of the worlds and all of the people that I was doing all of that with. You know, it was one of those things of just like, it was so interesting being in that world and seeing all of those different sceneries and all those different monsters and bumping into all those different people that like it was still tedious but it was it felt less bad because of all of that extra stuff yeah um i mean i i distinctly remember many mornings of me running through the barrens and having like um mm. was it saved by the bell on tv while i'm just grinding through quests just you know. to, yeah, but I mean, if you got friends there and you got the right people, it's a good time. Speaking of so, the barons, the barons have three races that go to it, right? Yep. For leveling, mm -hmm. the Tarn, orcs, and the trolls. Yep. Supposedly, you should not go to the barons right now because the lag on the server is just abysmal there. Like nothing's getting done because there's so many people leveling there. Well, I would also think that it has to be bad because, like. I don't know how much if you know of the classic stuff, but like there was always a thing about Baron's chat, and like that was always like an iconic thing of people going into the Barons and just having like these conversations and things. And so like even the undead uh, that are on another continent would come over and to just to check out the Baron's chat. And so like I, I I guarantee that you're right. Like that's that's probably just not a great place to be. Yeah, I see. A ton of trolls and orcs and stuff in the uh undead starting area because they're coming over from the barrens to find somewhere where they can actually level so what's next for wow classic i mean is this just ongoing are they like planning expansions i mean what are they what are they I doing i think they're with going it? to go down the same path that they went down with quote-unquote expansions or rather just content updates yeah they, um, they said they're they're going to wait a little bit and then release like the first raid boss or something like that right is it like ne no noxus or something like that nexus is the yeah. dungeon or raid nexus deep man that yeah, was there we go oh this is bringing me back man this is bringing me so <laughs> think, far back i think honestly that's that's around the time that like alex and i actually started playing and then we went on to all the free servers and got to level 257 or something because that's that's the way like you could do it back then Speaking of just kind of like uh, living on some things that were made back in the day and wanting to play them again, uh, there's some Gears 5 Halo crossover going on with, I, I think, is it the Reach characters or is it the... Yeah, so it's Halo Reach characters and you're going to be able to play them in Gears of War 5. You have to pre-order the game though. And I think what that means is you either pay for the like $2 subscription for the two months of uh, the upgraded Game Pass on Xbox and or I think it's Ultimate game pass ultimate or something like that uh or you just buy the game on steam uh or the windows store which is on steam now so you go check it out and buy it there and i think they said that those characters are just going to have like all of the same abilities that they had in reach drop shield grenades they basically just be you know exactly what you want to play to reach just in gears which seems kind of weird yeah Wait, that, that did seems they? odd I didn't, I didn't read that I just know that they're they're skin like there's gonna be Terminator skins. I mean it's it's just Gears has always had 
this epic game, so it's always had like skins that you can select and play as. Like you play mm-hmm. as Anya, Marcus, Dom, Baird. Like you just choose who you want to play as. Uh, unless they're making it to where, like for instance, the horde mode and or uh, the escape mode that they're coming out with. Unless it's there that they have the skills. Um, I know that the actual PvP content isn't. It, it shouldn't change how they're played. Which horde mode looks actually uh, amazing. Like it. I know you played it with me and Alex at one point. Um, there's actual health bars that are gonna go above the boss enemies instead of uh, just dumping bullets into a bullet sponge and hoping to God they die. Um, <laughs> there's classes that you can choose. Like if you choose Fez, you can see through walls and snipe uh, at certain ultimate phases. And uh, if you choose Kate, you can go invisible. Um, also, they're making it to where you don't just hunker down to one section of the map. They're making it to where you actually like transverse and expand, um, kind of like StarCraft. Also wanted to mention some interesting news. Uh, this morning, it was announced that Telltale is coming back. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. They were bought out by a holding company, and they're like, hey, we're going to go back and do something, you know, some things that they were working on in their catalog, and then we're going to work on some new stuff, some new content. It'd be interesting to see if they're actually able to perform to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, they they said that their main goal was to continue bringing uh, narrative-based games into the market because they felt like there was a need for it, but it was just a poor management of the their predecessors yeah, that, that sur- caused it. I was surprised they went under in the first place because their games, I always thought, did pretty good. Yeah, they perform well, that's for sure. I think it might have been one of those things that, like, they just kind of, like, spent way too much money to get the rights to do stuff or have too many, like, teams working on too many different things and not bringing stuff to market. Sure. Like, I know that I was reading about, like, what rights they still had, and apparently somebody bought the Walking Dead rights. So Uh, Of course they did. So they were like, that, they can't touch that. They still have Batman and... Probably Tales from the Borderlands. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think they still have Borderlands. Um, the Marvel stuff went back to Marvel. There was a couple of other ones that like went back. Apparently they had the rights to do a um, Stranger Things game, which would have been kind of interesting. But apparently, like, because they got the rights, like, right as they went under and everything, the rights, like, instantly reverted back to Netflix. So maybe they'll uh, go back to the table and renegotiate getting those back or maybe they'll just do other stuff, but who knows? I think there's already a Stranger Things game. There's, it's in like an arcade game. Sure. It's a beat-em-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beat-em-up. That's a weird genre for that. That sure, yeah, kind of fun. is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I think, isn't it supposed to be sort of like that Scott Pilgrim game? Uh, I mean, that's that was kind of what I got an idea of. Like, that's what the trailer of it looked like was very much like that. That makes sense for Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for Stranger Things. <laughs> There's not exactly a lot of fighting that happens in Stranger Things. It's more of just <laughs> running for your goddamn life and then like one or two standoffs. Yeah. Black. I think the Blackout Club is my Stranger Things mm. game. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very much up that alley. Uh, speaking of uh, studio and dev related things, I also want to mention in here um, Dark uh, game that I don't, I don't know if it's actually re- released yet, but yep. uh, it came the- out earlier this month. On Steam. Yeah. Have you the, played it or were you going to talk about the Epic Store stuff? I was going to talk about the Epic Store stuff. <laughs> I've not played it yet. Yeah, okay. so this game came out 
a couple weeks ago, um, and the developer got a offer from Epic's Game Store to make it an exclusive game, but he had already promised people that it would come out on Steam, so he turned it down. And then on Steam, people are just buying it like crazy, and they're reviewing it, and most of the reviews start out with, I just bought this because this guy it stayed on the Steam store and didn't go to Epic, <laughs> but it turns out the game's pretty good. And I guess at some point, uh, he was getting so much press about it that he sent out a message to Epic and told them that if they gave if they let him on the store with a non with a not a non with a non exclusivity deal, there we go. He would pay everything that he got from the Epic store to a charity of the gaming community's choice. But the Epic store has not responded yet. Uh, of course they haven't. <laughs> so that's Sore Some interesting stuff going on there, but I guess he's he's gotten way more than he expected to because he just stuck on Steam. That's amazing that people were just like, oh no, this guy stuck with it and he's just on Steam? Yeah, we're buying this game. I don't even care yeah, if it's good. Right? It may not even be up my alley, but we're we're just doing it. Pretty cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, film and TV and stuff news. Um, there's a little bit of uh, some Sony Marvel dispute going on. <laughs> Uh, which is yeah it just, oh. it's, it's just it's just a little bit it's fine it's fine who has some thoughts about spider-man chad you got some thoughts about spider-man well i kind of just wrote it because i knew we were going to talk about it and the dot 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 kind of referred to hey you guys want to talk about it but it's kind of upsetting and i know owen has some thoughts i, I so for most of the people here i think we all kind of like know the the song and dance of of what happened but for those at home um Basically, it came time to renegotiate Spider-Man's contract uh, and being like, hey, you know, can we keep doing these MCU movies with you guys and everything? And Sony wanted to re-up on the same deal as well as add more characters on the deal to sweeten the pot for Disney. So that way, Disney would have the ability to go off and do Spider-Gwen, uh, Miles Morales, and add those characters into the MCU. So... Sony was like, hey, same deal, and we'll give you more stuff. We're just trying to play ball here. Disney didn't like that because Disney wanted more money. It's not like they fucking need any more money. And they wanted 50% (laughs) of all of the profits from the movie. So to to reiterate this, the, the old deal was that Sony would make the movie and be able to use like this Tom Holland Spider-Man. So Sony is using all of their money up front and because of that they get to use like the Tom Holland Spider-Man that's linked into the MCU, Disney would get 5% of whatever the movie uh grossed. So that was 50 million off of um Spider-Man uh Far From Home. So Literally, Disney got $50 million for just having Spider-Man there. They didn't have to put any money into it. They just made a fuck ton of money by letting him exist in the MCU universe. And Sony did everything. I wouldn't call that a lot of money for Disney. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's not nothing. For, for Basically. Yeah. So, like, In terms wanted... of what they make off movies, $50 million zero. Okay, so here's the thing about that. Uh, I know somebody works at Disney and she's like, yeah, they don't really make any money off movies. Their movies are just kind of a side project. All their money is made in the parks. Oh, yeah. So much money from the parks. It's ridiculous. But mm. I like 
anyways, so that's why they were like, oh, no, we want to do 50-50 split on it. But they didn't want to split the cost of making the movie. So Sony would still have to put all of their money into making the movie and then would split the gross out of it with Disney, which they were like, well, that doesn't make sense. And so they wanted to, like, back away from the table. Disney took that opportunity to then put it towards the fan base and be like, look, they don't want to play ball with us. Look how bad Sony is because they're trying to pressure Sony into making this deal with them. Yeah. And of course, that's exactly what happened is everybody was just like, Sony's so bad. They don't want to like give us Spider-Man. They're such terrible people, even though Sony 100% does want to give Spider-Man and was even wanting to give more Spider-Man to the fans. They just didn't want to give more money to Disney because it's not like they fucking needed it. Yeah, to make this even worse, I'm pretty sure the deal also gave Disney merchandising rights. Yeah. What like, is their the original deal? Gee, yeah, like, honestly speaking, I do not see why Disney held out on the deal and then did all of this dick move on social media. Basically, they just sent out all the press releases saying, oh, like, Sony's not going to play ball with us and made Sony to be out the bad guys. Social media explode. Everybody's like trying to boycott Sony until they were like, hey, it's not us. And then people are like, wait, you mean you mean we were tricked by a corporate entity into doing its <laughs> bidding and and that Disney's not nice people? I don't think uh, that works super well when the other entity is also a giant corporate <laughs> entity. Yeah. The, the way I looked at it was they're both stupid corporations. And yeah. I, like, I didn't even think like, oh, Sony bad. Or I just thought, oh, they're just being dumb. Like, why just give the fans what they want? Like, they're both trying to angle for public sentiment. Right. Well, yeah, I, I think it, it's not only like fans that are upset about it. I mean, clearly there are some people who are part of the MCU that are upset about it. Yeah, um, so Benedict Cumberbatch, my good my good boy there, my friend, my buddy, he uh, actually posted on his personal Facebook because you know it's his personal, not run by marketers or anything. Uh, that it's it's a petition signed to be basically be like, hey. Corporate people stop doing this. Give the fans what they want. Um, so if you guys want to go sign the petition, the I guess Aaron will put the link in the uh, little, little drop down, little down below the the YouTube vid. You, you like and subscribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drop down. That looks like it's only about sixty sixty two thousand people have signed it. So we'll see if yeah. that actually gains any traction. I I hope it does, just because uh, you know Tom Holland has been a precious human being playing spider-man i think everybody has stated that he's been the favorite even um stan lee stated before his death that tom hollands was his favorite iteration of the spider-man i really want to know toby Maguire and andrew garfield's thoughts on it <laughs> just just to get some perspective you know what i mean yeah but i i, I like I, come I hope... join us brother <laughs> I, I don't think that this is going to be a bad thing. People were like very like up in the air about it. But at the same time, when they did the announcement of all of the um, next like MCU movies that are coming up, Spider-Man was not mentioned in the next two years. So yeah. I think that they still have time to talk to each other, negotiate a deal that will work out. I, I definitely don't think this is the end all like people are making it out to be like they're going to eventually just agree to something and this isn't the last that we've heard about it it's just the beginning maybe they're I mean, just messing with everyone and this is just all one big ploy to make the next spider-man even bigger than the last one 
I mean, even, I feel like it kind of is. <laughs> pro- yeah. In some way, yeah. Mostly marketing. Even if they don't come to a settlement, though, I'm pretty sure I read that Sony still has a contract for two more movies with Tom Holland. Yeah. I so, yeah. I think I saw that as well, so at least you'll get a ending to his storyline. So, who knows what those will look like without Marvel involvement, but... Well, hopefully they don't look like Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it, it probably looks like the Netflix uh, TV shows of, like, it'll be a good er- character arc for the character, but they just won't be able to mention anybody else or anything else that happened. They it'll just, just make, be, like, him. They just make Amazing Spider-Man 3, but with Tom Holland instead of Andrew Garfield. <laughs> No. That would be so great. <laughs> uh, no, it wouldn't. And then no. they can make Spider-Man 4, and it'll they, be Tom Holland instead of Tobey Maguire. That'd be I great. Was, I was going to say they do... Uh, and they resurrect uh, Emma Stone. Into yes. the Spider-Verse with Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and every, just get all <laughs> of the old Spider-Man back. Yeah, just get everybody get back. Uh, speaking of Disney-related things, let's talk about how Disney Plus is just going to take all of Alex's money uh, when it when it comes out, because there's some there's some stuff on there. Yeah, like D23 just happened and they announced mm-hmm. basically everything that's happening with uh, Disney Plus and holy crap, they are coming out swinging. Like it's it's not just, hey, here's all of these Marvel related things that I was already somewhat interested in. They're also like, nah, here's like, I don't know if you guys watched the trailer for The Mandalorian, but I, I didn't. I don't need to. I have nope. never been more excited about a Star Wars anything than that. I was just like, yeah, this. This is what I want. I like that looks amazing. They're going to do a bunch of um, they're bringing back a bunch of like decom stuff. Decoms. Uh, <laughs> There's Get no here. need for that. Sort of, OK, let's talk, let's talk about the most ridiculous thing that they're working on. OK, this is <laughs> Alex. You, H- you just MTMTS. You can... Yes. Stop it. You cannot know. <laughs> High school okay, musical is... colon. The musical colon the series. Yep. Is the full title of the, the show. It's, it's a it's a series that explores the lives of high school students at a high school that are putting on a musical, but the musical is high school musical the musical, which is a musical that's based on the original <laughs> high school musical oh movie. Gosh, stop. <laughs> I hate this. It's so good. It's such a good idea. They could not have come up with a better idea. It looks like a combination of like High School Musical and Glee, specifically. Is it? It's wasn't Glee just like High School Musical? Yeah, without yeah. like High more or musical. Less. Yeah, pretty much with with like twenty somethings instead of teenagers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they were technically in high school. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm so excited. They're like doing the songs from the original movie. Like every episode's gonna have one of the songs from the original movie plus a bunch of original tracks. Uh, like the the clips in the trailer are like students auditioning to play like Troy and Gabriella. Such a good fantastic. idea. They're Sounds rebooting. Re- it's not a reboot. Are they rebooting or sequeling uh, the Lizzie McGuire show? I, I think, think it's like sequeling. Yeah, yeah, because um, Hillary Duff is gonna be in it as Lizzie McGuire. I mean, that, oh that, that worked so well for the Girl Meets World, <laughs> like, sequel, I don't know, like, that, they're just doing so many random things on this that I'm just so excited to give them my, my money. 
They're trying real hard to get subscribers over for their subscriber base. Not only are they doing all this content, but they also just recently talked about how they're doing everything in 4K and Dolby Atmos with no upcharts. It's just it's just there. You can just have it, which I feel like is directly a, you know, directly in line with what Netflix is doing, except without the charge. So they're trying to really push and pull subscribers from there. They're just trying hard. I question how much, you know, the, oh, hey, this is better quality than what you're used to actually does for them. Because it's not like everybody ran out and got title, you know? I mean, sure, but when they're trying to compete with Netflix, being able to say, we have X and they don't, you gotta have something, right? This plan is cheap, and also it's comparable to the high-end plan of Netflix. And also we have every Disney movie from the fucking Disney vault that we never open and all of the MCU stuff and stuff from 20th Century Fox and all of this other stuff. And the Simpsons is going to be on it. So you can watch every Simpsons episode that's ever been. They're making a new Lady in the Tramp. It's going to be live action. Yeah, they say that, but the dogs are CGI. So like, is it though? Is it though? (laughs) Dude, I just... Like, what's even the point of that? Like, I, I really don't get it. I mean, that new Lion the King was labeled live action, right? Yeah, that's also a lie from criminals. <laughs> what a bunch of shit. So that was, that was a lie. And there's probably like some scenery in that movie that was not CG. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt well, it. Yeah, I take it all back. <laughs> that's what it's all about, that some scenery. That background shot of the actual Sahara Desert. I mean, Pride Rock was for sure CG. Like, there's no way they just found a perfect looking rock. <laughs> no, they built that. They built that on a soundstage. Did they really? I don't. I heard something about them making a soundstage for this, for that movie. And I they just... build a big rock to put nothing on and then CG know. a line onto it. I don't know what that idea was, but that I heard something really about dumb. a soundstage. And I was dumb. like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what exactly that is, but having a soundstage for a mostly CGI movie seems a little weird, unless it was like a CGI soundstage, and even that, I just, I don't know. Uh, they are also bringing back a new season of uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. I don't know if any of you guys ever watched that. That was no. pretty good. Didn't they already make like a sequel to that? Oh, uh, Rebels? Rebels? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, sure. Don't know. All I know is this is supposed to be a follow-up season to whatever their last season was. I think season six or something. This will be season seven. It's just a lot of content. They're really trying to sell this hard. I guess they already have Owen's money. He's 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 sold. Probably Alex. Yeah, I'm. I'm mostly there. Does anybody know if they launched this service with nothing but the High School Musical show? I would pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) You have problems, dude. God, are you okay? Problems. What is? Oh my gosh. It's, it's better than you stuff. can even imagine since you're getting DCOMs out of it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> High school musical is good stuff, yo. Oh, man. Hey, let's talk about some other stuff, good stuff. Um, Chad, you put a post in here about a 30-year time lapse in New York. Yeah, so I just like stumbled across this video because I sit on the YouTube rabbit hole, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was very interesting to me because this dude is just like casually talking about how he's for the past five years just been you know taking a time lapse of new york he's said that w- one of his cameras has been on for four years his con- computer's been on for five years and honestly if you guys have some time to, to watch the video it's it's really cool um he has an ap- apartment like facing new york skyline and he just has a camera just running at all times just uh, recording so, so i checked that out and i as a photographer i have a question 
Okay. Because his idea is that he's going to do that for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And camera technology evolves so quickly that 30 years ago, we were still using colored film. And right. so I had like, is he planning on updating, uh, like upgrading his setup at some point? Would that would then affect the quality of things? Or is he just going to have this like old computer and camera just run for 30 years and pray that it doesn't fall apart. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know he did say he upgraded his camera a few times. Uh, and so when he found the camera that he's using now, it's it's kind of like what he's stuck with. But I, the the interesting part to me was how it, it like records and then uploads to a computer and then it downloads into like After Effects or something like every 30 seconds. The the whole setup that he has that he built is is quite intriguing. I mean, that sounds like something you can basically do with a standard studio setup. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure like if he misses like 30 seconds or or even like five minutes, he can still rehook up a new camera or a new setup and be good to go. My question is, this dude's planning on living in this apartment for the next 30 years? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's another thing I had a question about was, I was like, you're not going to move? Yeah, and the only answer that I could have for that is he could just keep the rent of that place and then buy a different place somewhere else. I, that's I an know. expensive project. <laughs> <Holy Yeah. crap. laughs> that's why he's trying to get all this viewer base. We could pay for yeah. it. He's like, dang, I signed up for something very bad. Uh, can you guys help? GoFundMe.com slash <laughs> please get me out of this apartment. <laughs> Last but not least, let's talk for just a quick second about uh, Respawn being some dinguses. Yeah, did you guys hear about this? Hey, Respawn no, being dinguses more. past Apex loot crates? <laughs> yeah. So basically, there was like, okay, so I don't play Apex Legends. So this is all, I guess... Chad, corrects me if I'm wrong in anything go I say. It. Go for it, go for it. So yeah. they made a new expansion, and there was a lot of, like, loot crate controversy, where basically mm-hmm. you couldn't get all of the items without basically paying to get loot crates and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the community was upset, and then Respawn was like, okay, you know what? That's fair. We're going to fix this. And that sounds good so far. But then... <laughs> Some of the devs got on the forums and were like, oh, just great. started yelling at people. Like, just oh, started no. putting <laughs> players on blast. They called them freeloaders. They basically said they were being assholes. I think they called them dicks. They called them devs at one point. Oh. Yes, you are right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you give devs a platform to oh, just de stress? That's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, the CEO the next day had to like go on Twitter and be like, hey, Sorry. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ooh. Our bad. MBD, let's just move on. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't believe it. So, without defending them, I do know that the freeloader comment, this is the only one I can defend, kind of. Uh, if you read the context, it was like in a joking manner because it's a free to play game. And so he kind of like phrased it in a way but this was already after everything else is, was happening mm-hmm. uh, but he phrased it in a way that it was just like hey you know you're freeloaders and he's like you don't ha- you don't have to buy it pr- pretty much is what he was saying um, but yeah it was not a good timing of trying to make a joke like that no. comedy is all about timing <laughs> 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 it is. 
Uh, do we have anything else? Anybody? Guys, this is an excellent ending to our podcast. I'm so yeah, excited. Check for out us. Divinity Episode Two and Pathfinder Episode no, Two. No, no, we don't need to. Say that. It's fine. <laughs> we got like check three out, views. Check it's out fine. the Discord. It'll hey, be linked in the, in the doobly doo We below. do first. <laughs> You're so oh ridiculous, gosh. Jake. Like man, <laughs> we should all be on Team Rockthor. <laughs> Someone thought he's the best character. Is that what you call well the ending? Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. If you want to go check it out, go check out our YouTube channel. We've been working on a uh, Divinity campaign. What is the Divinity campaign called? The Champion and the Wizard. The yep. Champion and the Wizard. It's a custom campaign. It's not the original Divinity campaign. Uh, and we've also been doing a D&D uh, or a Pathfinder session. It's Rise of the Rune Lords, right? That's yep, right. That's what we're doing. Excellent. So, yeah, check that out. We have a couple episodes on there uh, as well as some other content. Additionally, we just released last week a community cast that uh, Owen was able to work on uh, with a community manager for Ubisoft. So um, if you have not had a chance to listen to that, please do so. It's, it's pretty interesting to hear somebody's perspective on how they react to the community, especially with all of this fun stuff that's going on with uh, Respawn. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't so call people freeloaders. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> sure he doesn't. Uh, anyway, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Chad McCoslin, Alex McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.